Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Sex Trap. You're listening to an episode today that's all about first. Andrew, do you remember the first time we met? Uh, I actually do, yes. Um, I was taking a sex class at a university, Penn State, and there is this firecracker of an old lady professor. She doesn't listen to the episode, so it's fine. She doesn't listen to the show. Um, <laughs> I don't think she understands how to use a podcast, let alone a computer. Um, no, but this little firecracker of an old lady, her name is Dr. Cook. I love her. Um, just started like screaming penis and vagina on the stage. And uh, there was this woman with red fire engine, red hair passing out like syllabi who sat in the front row. And that's the first day I met you. You were a TA for the person who I would later become a PhD student. So you were part of the the sex class for me. So I, I do remember that was the first time I met you was sex class. That's so hilarious. I mean, I don't remember that. But um, I am so glad that you do. I thought I would surprise you with that question. And I thought you might not remember, but look at that. You surprised me, which is another great analogy as we talk about first. Surprises are all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So so this month, this whole month, we're going to be talking about first, um, not because it's April, April Fool's. I think April Fool's is awful. Don't pranks are mean and cruel, like have jokes that you play on people that are fun and funny. But April Fool's, not my favorite. But we're not talking about April Fool's the first, but we are in April. Um and we're going to start about talking about like what w- the question is, what should my first time be like? And and I, Spring, we've touched on this a bunch on episodes, like individual pieces here, here or there throughout the last five or six years. Um, but we have this question come up really frequently um, from people. What should my first time be like? Um, so we're going to answer that in two different parts. So we're going to answer it in like. What should my first time be like? Like, if you are somebody who's never had sex, we're going to talk to you today. But we're also going to sort of reflect on every time you have a new sexual partner. It's also your first, right? We're constantly mm. having new firsts. So, And it is so different with every sexual partner. And so that's why we really wanted to talk about how this first idea applies to new partners as well, because... Every single person is different. And every time you have sex with a new partner, it's going to be different. And so, yeah, let's talk about how these first can look, how they do look, how they could look, and um, and what we can do to make them feel the best for everybody. So what I did, Spring, I don't know if you, if you saw, I pulled together a bunch of separate questions that people have submitted that sort of hit this first, and I thought it would help us just to sort of move through them. So what should sex like be the first time? What should sex be like? I mean, what should it be like the first time? Or what is it like the first time? Um, like, what? Or- 
in an ideal world, right? Sex would be this fun time that you were. I, I feel silly even describing it, well, right? Sex would be this like amazing communicative experience where you're exploring your body and somebody else's and there's no judgment, anxiety, guilt, shame. That's not the real world. So we're not going to talk about that sex. <laughs> we're going to talk about what sex is actually like for people the first time. Well, it's also like, you know, people want different things from it. So what, like, what could it be like? What should it be like is also different for everybody. And what is it like the first time, whether it's the first time ever or the first time with a new partner, there's usually a bit of awkwardness. A lot of awkwardness (laughs) because we've been told our whole lives that this thing is sacred or this thing is like so special. You're only supposed to do it with one other person. Um, I think it's really important, though, when you're talking to people, um, when they're having sex for the very first time ever, the world has convinced you that you're giving something up. We have episode, we have an episode, I think it's 51 on virginity. Um, like, I think the most important thing if, if you're going to have sex is you're not giving up anything, right? Like you have to get that sort of thought out of your head that you're losing something, that this idea of virginity is gone. Um, what you're doing is you're gaining an experience, like you're gaining intimacy, you're gaining hopefully some skills. Um, so you got to like flip that script. You're not losing anything. You're gaining something. And it's a shared experience, right? So it's not just yours because you are doing this with another person. So you're gaining this shared experience that has two or more people um, involved in it. And that means, you know, all of these people's wants, desires, um, emotions, um, communications all need to be kind of integrated. Communication. We're going to talk about communication a lot today. I'm sure you're surprise, tired. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, like huge surprise. Um, I, I also think it's really important to say, and, and this is for the first time you ever have sex, but also when you are having sex with new partners, the first time you're probably not going to be very good or as good, right? Like the first time you have sex, if you've not done it before, you're not going to be very good. And the sex itself probably won't be great sex. Like we don't start out good at sex. And that's so true that that applies to the first time with a new partner also, because when you have that sex with a first time with a new partner, you also don't know what they like. You don't know how your bodies are going to feel together. You don't know what they're going to respond to. You don't know how they're going to um, respond to your desires, your requests, what you're communicating right and so there's always this like um this curve where things get better whether it's your first time ever or your first time with a new partner yeah um but the important part is the attitude that you bring with you to those first times right if you have the right attitude and you do sufficient preparation um you can still have fun, right? And, and the point is sex should be fun. If you're having sex with people and you're, you are not having fun with sex, then then you, you need to sit there and think about like, why am I engaging in this? Why am I not having fun in something that is like biologically, literally, communicatively, intimately, societally supposed to be fun? Um, so, but the first time, like if you do prep, and when I p- say prep, um, You can listen to our episodes. We have episodes all about this, right? It's talk to your partner, make sure you have a condom, make sure you have lube, wash before and after, and make sure you pee. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Wow, is sex just about having fun? I I mean, it for most people in most instances, sex is about 
desire and fun and intimacy, right? Like if we replace all of that, like nonsense that uh, romantic comedies throw at us about sex, like, you know, we've talked about pornography and how it can be problematic. We've talked about romantic pornography. That's also really <laughs> problematic. If we get rid of all of that and make sex something that's fun that people engage in for fun's sake, we're a lot better off. Now, sex, there are consequences, right? We have dozens of episodes where we talk about those, which is why you have to do prep and protection. But the first time you have sex, if you focus on the fun aspect, right? And you've heard me say many times, right? Sex is a weird, funny like our bodies are doing funny things. They're making funny fluids and funny smells and funny sounds. Our faces are making funny. Like if you can go into it, understanding that it is not this beautiful, pristine, like candlelit bathtub, everything white with flower petals. Like that's just not what sex is, right? It's two goofy looking human beings or more, right? <laughs> Getting together to have some fun. I love the idea of that's kind of like the purpose though, because, um, you know, unless you're trying to have a baby, which I'm going to say is probably never anybody's first time. That's probably not what's happening, especially at a first time. Right. Um, so unless you are actively trying to have a child, then what is the purpose of sex? And we know people have sex for a lot of different reasons. There's research that show actually hundreds of reasons that people engage in sex. But if we can take this um, idea that the primary reason for the, for the most part that we're most often kind of doing this is for some type of connection for some type of enjoyment with a partner Um I love that to think about, okay, I want to enjoy this time with this person. And like, let's go into this with thinking about fun and thinking about enjoyment and thinking about how do we do that together. So that's what we want for you the first time you have sex, right? Go in there with the expectation that you're not going to be good if your your partner's probably not going to be good. And even if they're good at sex with other people, like if you're there first or if it's the first time you're with them, they don't know how your body works or what you need. Um, the sex itself will probably not be great. But, right, that attitude where you focus on, like, how do I create a context where I can have fun? And that's that preparation. And we talk about it all the time. Talk to your partner, communicate with your partner, be willing to share with your partner your needs, ask your partner what their needs are, and then make sure every all parties, like if you are man, woman, intersex, trans, straight, gay, pan, whatever your orientation is, like everybody should bring condoms and lube, right? It's no one person's responsibility. If you're going to be having sex for the first time, just just make sure that there are condoms and lube there. And like, we don't care what hole, what bit of what part of any person is going into, just make sure that there's condoms and lube with you. <laughs> condoms and lube. You should just have baskets of it just sitting around at any time for anywhere you might want to have sex. So it's all ready so that you can be safe and you can increase this idea of fun and enjoyment because feeling safe at which, you know, these forms of protection are going to give you some safety. Feeling safe allows you to relax more. Feeling like uh, things feel good is going to allow you to relax more and enjoy yourself more. So the lube and condoms are really important to actually creating this experience that you want, to creating this idea of a fun, enjoyable time with your partner. Yep. Condoms and lube. We have episodes about that too. All right. Well, we need to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to answer some other questions about what should your first time be like. Thanks for listening, everyone. 
All right, welcome back to The Sex Wrap. Today we're talking about what should my first time having sex be like, both for the very first time ever or with a partner. Something we haven't done yet today that I think is important, Spring, is defining what having sex is. You know, we have a whole episode about that. <laughs> we do. What, we what do. is sex? We also have an episode, like you already talked about that virginity episode. And, you know, um, sex is defined by different people in different ways. Some people only count penetration with genitals as sex. Some people only count penetration with anything as sex. Some people count anything where your genitals are involved as sex. Some people count anything where there's nudity involved as sex. So yeah, I mean, sex can be any of that. Sex is all of that. And everybody will have a different definition of that. So I think talking about what is sex is is something that you should be doing with your partner that you're thinking of having sex with. Yeah, it's all sex, right? All of those are different parts and aspects. We need to get out of that mindset that a penis goes into an anus or a penis goes into a vagina and that's sex. All of those different things are sex. All of those count as sex, which means that you should be doing communication and prep around all of those and should make sure that everybody is getting something good from them and you're working on having fun. Um, So now that we've defined sex as everything, (laughs) um, some other questions that have come up pretty frequently are questions like, does it or should it hurt my first time? Um, So if we talk about, you know, preparation and sex, like imagine you're a young person about to have anal for the first time. We have an episode on how to have better anal as well with our friend Cindy Darnell. Um, It might. Right. Just like if you're a a person who has a vagina and you're having vaginal sex for the first time, it might hurt or it might be a little bit uncomfortable. But the way you handle that is really good communication, going really slow, talking to your partner and then stopping. If something hurts, you know, you stop, reset, talk for a few minutes and then you can try again, right? But it might, right? The first time you have sex with any new partner, it might hurt. The, the new partner, right? Even if you're pretty sexually experienced, you have a, might end up with a new partner who is really aggressive or does things really hard or they're shaped a little bit differently and you're not prepared for it or they like positions you're not used to. Um, so the answer is like, does it hurt or should it hurt? Like, should it hurt? It might hurt a little, right? Does it hurt? It might hurt a little, but does it have to hurt? Absolutely not. So we talked about lube. Lube is definitely your best friend. Um, and then, I mean, let's even talk about fingers and hands. I mean, those sometimes like people have different lengths of nails and sometimes people have different um, shapes and sizes of hands and fingers that can, you know, feel uncomfortable. So like all of these things can um, feel uncomfortable in different ways. And the thing that we're emphasizing here is that anything that feels uncomfortable, you want to pause and talk to your partner about it and see what you can do. So like you might try a different position, you might try more lube, you might try a different type of activity, right? So we are focusing on this enjoyment, right? And if something isn't feeling good to you, definitely put a pause and talk to your partner about what's happening. Yep. So it's those pauses in communication during. Um, It is always okay the first time you're having sex to stop in the middle ask some questions, to figure out what's going on, to take some deep breaths, um, just make sure that everything feels all right. You know, 
in thinking about this, like we're talking about, you know, if it's the first time you're having sex with a new partner, it's the first time for both of you having sex with each other. If it's your first time having sex ever, it's still your first time having sex with this new partner and it's still their first time having sex with you. And, you know, one of the questions we get is, do you have to tell somebody if it's your first time mm-hmm. having sex? And a, a lot of people, you know, don't want to tell their partner if it's their very first time having um, sex or having a specific type of sex. Um, and, you know, I think that, that inf- that's up to you if you want to share that with somebody. Um, I like being open and communicative, but also if this is the first time you're having sex with this person, right? And so if you want to keep that information to yourself, I also think that's okay because it is still the first time you're both having sex. So you can still have a lot of these conversations very easily. You can still say, you know, it's the first time we're having sex. So let's talk about these things. And because so many of these things really apply to this, um, to the broader first time you have sex with another person. So um, I think that, you know, when you're engaging in a, in sex with somebody for the first time, you can have some of these conversations and say, you know, it's the first time we are having sex. Um, so let's, let's talk about how this might go or let's, let's remind ourselves that we can stop and, um, have check-ins or let's remind ourselves that this is going to be, um, something enjoyable for us both and to like keep checking in with each other about that. So this really gets back to that whole point of it's supposed to be fun and to make it fun you have to be willing to talk about what's going on and what you need and ask the other person what they need as well um and the way that you get better at all of those is it's a skill you start practicing it um yeah all right what else should we talk about um what do you do if it doesn't feel right is another question or if it doesn't feel good once again that's your job to talk to that other person and show them or tell them what you need or what's not feeling good in that situation um I think we should talk about orgasms for a minute. Oh, orgasms. Hmm. Orgasm. Um, Once again, a lot of us learn about sex uh, either from friends or from pornography where the whole thing is, you know, predicated on and the whole purpose of it is to get people to a mind-blowing, screaming, body-squirting orgasm. Um, And I, I hate to tell it, hate to tell everybody um like you may have those orgasms in your life but those are fake orgasms those are not real that's not how people actually act in those situations and it is very likely the first time you have sex regardless of your orientation uh or gender um you you may not have an orgasm and if you do it might not be very good right um and the first time you have sex with a new partner right you are much less likely to be able to have an orgasm as well because we know that like whenever we make orgasm the focus of everything that we're doing and sex is all about just getting to that orgasm, it decreases the chances of you getting there. So like orgasm is great if you get there and it's a nice reward, right? But if you make it the sole focus of what you're doing with somebody, like I have to get to orgasm, if you if you make it really orgasm centric, you're much less likely to get there. And so... If we approach this whole thing with a little more lightheartedness, a little bit more idea of fun, of wanting to enjoy each other, we're also more likely to have orgasms. So that's the irony there. Um, But also, I think, you know, when we're we're talking about orgasms, um, we know that 
females, people that are born with vaginas, sorry, I should say, um, are less likely to be orgasmic earlier in their sexual lives, right? It takes um, people with vaginas a longer time usually to kind of find how they like to orgasm and to find what works in their bodies. And so if that's you also knowing that like that might be more of a journey it could it could happen the first time and it might not happen for a while and so you know another thing we always talk about a lot is like self exploration and you know using your own hands using your first sex toys using um your mirrors to check yourselves out like using that time to explore your body to start to see what feels good for yourself so that you can tell partners. And so whether it's your first time ever or your first time with a partner, if there are things you can tell them about your body, things that you even just ways you might like to be touched just based on what you have explored, then you're going to have a leg up on on potentially having more orgasms with that partner. Yeah. And, and men, you know, people who are assigned male at birth or people who have penises um, are likely to have a different set of issues, right? It can, it can sort of hit in one of two areas the first time you're having sex where you're going to have some rapid ejaculation and probably not last as long as you or maybe your partner would like, or because of all of the negative emotions that we've been taught about sex our lives, you're, you might not be able to get off that first time anyway. Um, so I highly recommend the first time you're having sex to focus in on that fun and the intimacy and not put all that pressure on getting to an orgasm um, and talk to it. Like, you know, for some people, they're going to get there no problem. For some people, they're going to have some struggles, you know, too fast, too long, not at all. All of that's totally fine. And the way to make that better and to get rid of that awkwardness surrounding that like orgasm focus that we learn from pornography and our friends um, is <laughs> to like slow down, talk about it and focus on the entire act, right? We, we just said all of it is sex, um, like all of the different acts that we're engaging in are sex. And it's sex from the very beginning to the very end, right? Sex is not just from the point when there's penetration into a mouth, a butt or a vagina to the point where a penis orgasms, right? The entire thing is sex and the whole thing should be something that you should have fun with. Um, so for this part, I would say like, just, you know, yeah, we want you to have an orgasm if that's what you're looking for, but work on the entire process from beginning to end and really enjoy and have fun with what's going on and you'll have better sex. And let me say that, you know, it really takes actually, um, both or all the people involved in a sexual interaction to commit to this idea of not being super focused on orgasm. Like if I'm having sex with a partner and they're so focused on my orgasm, it takes away from my enjoyment, you know, and I've had, I've had partners say things to me like, Oh, did you, did you orgasm or did you orgasm this many times or, or, you know, and they're like so focused on it. And I'm, I'm like, Hey, I'm having a great time. Like, like you, you don't need to worry about that. Like just enjoy this time with me. And so it's not just your focus on your org, your own orgasm, but also don't be so focused on your partner's orgasm. Be focused on enjoying what you're doing together and enjoying and enjoying your partner's responses, whatever responses those are, right? Like any moans they make, any giggles they have, any little kisses they're showering over you, like whatever those things are, right? Because 
the focus, whether it's on yours or theirs, can be very distracting to both of you. So it's once again about the situation, the context, the environment, making sure that that's fun. And then you're much more likely to have orgasms. Um, but you can't force someone else to have one either. I'm sorry that you've been in that situation before spring. because <laughs> it, it just pulls you completely out of what's going on and, and the good parts of intimacy and sex, right? So should your first time, should you have an orgasm? You may, you may not. But if you go into it without that high pressure expectation, you're more likely to have one. And then if you don't have one, you can talk to the person or people that you're with and, you know, figure out, you know, this is what I like. And I love that Spring was talking about self-exploration as well. I think that's really important. If you know what you like in your body and you can tell somebody else what you like with your body and you can listen to what they like with their body, you're probably not going to have orgasm issues with your partners. You know, um, I've been actually watching this show on Netflix over the past couple of days um, about a young guy who's a virgin and he's like going on dates and he's like, you know, really focused on losing his virginity um, and all of this anxiety, you know, that's coming up for him. And then he met somebody that wanted to have sex and then he didn't have a condom with him and she was really angry. And she was like, well, how do you expect to ever have sex if you're not ready to have sex? sex, you know, and I, she didn't say it exactly like that, but, um, but I really like that. And I think that that applies to this in so many ways. Like it's, it's having protection with you, having, being ready for that in that sense. It's also this self-exploration. It's also being ready in your own body to have sex, being ready. You've explored, you know what you like. So if you've never like touched your own clit if you're if you have a vagina or your own penis if I find that less like hard, <laughs> I find that less likely but <laughs> if you've never touched your own genitals right then you're not ready to have sex right because you want to be prepared on multiple levels you want to be prepared emotionally you want to be prepared like you know with the person you want to be prepared communication wise you want to have um practiced having some of these conversations in some ways, right? Like, and we've talked about this before too. You can practice having sexual conversations outside of sexual scenarios, which is like, you can talk to a partner that you're um, maybe moving toward having sex with and asking them um, about things that they might want to try or things that they might want to do. And having these discussions, these practice conversations are going to help you for when you're actually having sex and you need to communicate. So getting all of these things ready before the first time you have sex or before the first time you have sex with a new partner, right? Getting ready for, okay, am I ready to do all of these things with this new person? I, and that's, that's, that's really great advice, right? Like making sure that you've, you've prepped for yourself, right? Yourself first and then talk to other people and then have fun. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to keep talking about your first time. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we're talking about what your first time having sex should be like. I remember my first time, and, and we're not telling that uh -oh, story today. Uh -oh. um, <laughs> no, uh, I mean, it was, I mean, I think it's important to talk about how do you deal with all of those negative emotions that are sort of 
wrapped into American and a lot of like other countries' ideas about sex, right? We, we've, we've talked before where when women have sex the first time, their dominant emotions are shame and guilt. And when men have sex for the first time, there's a lot of anxiety. Um, like, so when you have sex for the first time, if you've done the prep work that Spring was just talking about, the chances of you having like super high levels of those issues have probably been significantly decreased. But overall, um, we know that you're going to have some of them. So let's talk about like, how do you deal with like regret or loss? Like a, a lot of you have been convinced or a lot of us have been convinced that when you have sex for the first time, you're giving up your virginity forever. Um, <laughs> and it, like you feel like you're losing something in this process. Um, so what do we do to deal with some of these negative emotions that have been pounded into our skulls our Pounded. entire lives? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I like... You know, in our virginity episode, I remember we talked about this. We talked about, you know, you have so many virginities. Like there are so many um, things that you can consider, you know, you haven't done. You're going to have a first time over and over and over and over, which is what we're talking about here too. You're going to have a first time with every new partner, right? So there are so many first times. So even if this idea of virginity is important to you, then great, you can have thousands of them. So... (laughs) Um, but you know, I think that this idea of like, how are we handling any potential emotions that come up? That's also really nice prep work to do, right? Like, let me think about, um, what I've been taught about sexuality. Let me think about what I could potentially feel after this experience and do some work to, um, mitigate or kind of get in front of any potentially negative emotions, um, I definitely felt some um, shame and guilt the first time I had sex because I was taught that sex was something that should happen inside of marriage and that it shouldn't happen before that. And so the first time I had sex was definitely before I was ever married to anybody. And I did feel this like, OMG, I did that thing I wasn't supposed to do. I did that thing that I had, you know, I had also signed one of those virginity pledges that I won't have sex before marriage when I was in high school. Um, Hey spring. It's not, (laughs) it's, it's not premarital sex. If you never get married. Wait, I, I, I just had like, I almost started crying thinking about signing that. That was like, Whoa, I can't believe I was, almost made to sign one of those. If you've signed one of those, we know most young people in the United States at some point are in a situation where they're forced to sign some kind of chastity or virginity pledge. And we know most people completely ignore it. We actually know that a ton of people sign them after they've already started having sex anyway. So if you've signed one (laughs) of those things, we know it's just a worthless piece of paper. You should treat it as a worthless piece of paper. That paper is someone trying to make you feel guilty and anxious. And if you look at it and say like, that jackalope, that's not really the word I was thinking of, the time, but um, <laughs> is, is trying to make me feel bad about myself and my body and my connection and my sex. Like, and they did it on purpose. That's what helps you start to shed some of that anxiety and guilt as well. Like when you realize that all of these people around you are trying to make you feel guilty about sex. I think the really sad thing is, though, even people who wait until they're married to have sex for the first time, the sex they have has all of the same guilt and shame Mm -hmm. and anxiety because getting married doesn't get rid of it, right? Like suddenly you have permission to have sex, but you still have to spend months or years 
you know, undoing that sort of societal damage that makes you feel bad for doing the most basic thing. I say to people all the time, like sex is the most basic human thing, right? Like there are some people, right? If you're asexual and you don't want to have sex, we love and support you and not having sex as well. But for the rest of the people who are not in that asexual kind of like umbrella, like it's the most natural human basic thing to do, right? Sex is not fancy. Sex is not special. Sex is not magical. Sex is like eating, it's like drinking, it's like walking, it's like going to the bathroom. It's just a part of the human condition. It is completely natural. It is part of who we are as a species. It's programmed into our brains to want to be touched and to touch other people with consent. Um, It's just the most basic human thing ever. And I think that's a much more important message. Like, of course, sex has risks. Sex can make babies. Sex can have STDs. Sex has consequences. But We do all kinds of things in our life that have consequences, and we don't shame and guilt people for engaging in those behaviors as well. And it's time for us to stop shaming and guilting people for sex as well, because it is the most normal. It is the pumpkin latte of human connection. Like sex is just, it's just there and it's normal and it's healthy and it's great for you. Yeah. So if you can, I mean, there's a lot of ways to deal with emotions like that, right? So if you are concerned that you might have some of those emotions, you could talk to some of your friends, you could talk to a counselor, you could um, text like um, a free service, like the crisis text line or something. If you um, don't have a counselor you see regularly, um, talk to a trusted person, you know, about some of these things you might be feeling or worrying about. Um, but you can also do that on your own. You know, you could journal about it. You could, um, kind of do some self-reflection, like what, what do I think? Um, what are my beliefs and kind of separate those out from things that you might've been taught or things that, um, are kind of, um, in, in movies or in our culture around us or from your parents or your religion or whatever. Um, and start to say like, okay, do I think having sex is bad? Do I think having sex with a new partner, you know, that I've only known this long or whatever it is, is bad? And and if the answer is yes, then then don't do it, right? <laughs> like, and, and that's that's a very easy place to stop. And if the answer is no, then you've also done this reflection and know that for you, this is okay. And I think that that is, you know, it, that's one of the ways to like really get in front of these emotions is do this reflection first, do this reflection and say, okay, do what might I feel? Do I feel ready for that? Do I, am I okay with that emotion coming up? How will I respond to it internally? How will I talk about it with someone else? Yep. Like the, am I ready question and answering it honestly. And then like, I love that what Spring's saying, like those emotions that come up, right? And there are going to be emotions the first time you have sex. And then the first time you have sex with any new person, there'll be emotions that come up the first time you engage in any new kind of sex or sex act with another person. Um, you know, thinking about those and where did they come from and what do I believe? Uh, and most of the time, what we know is that you know, those negative feelings are coming from external sources. Um, but if they are coming up from yourself and you say, I'm not ready for this, then don't do it. And that's okay to say no, to say I'm not ready, to say that I don't want to do this. Um, so what should your first time be like? I've been talking about it for almost 40 minutes. Um <laughs> It should be fun. 
right? It should be communicative. And then I think the last bit is it should be safe, right? You need to be protecting yourself because you you love yourself and you care about yourself enough to have sex again, right? Like if you like it, you want to protect yourself to make sure that you can keep doing those kind of things. Because I've mentioned it twice so far this episode, there are risks that come with sex, but it's pretty easy to decrease those risks overall. Um, we talk about condoms all the time. Use condoms, right? Even if you've like you can get pregnant your first time, you can get an STI your first time, just use condoms, use lube, and use good communication, and your first time will be great. And you know what the best lube is besides lube? Good communication. It's oh. a great lube. <laughs> I was very confused, everyone. I should like she sprung like the best lube is, and I'm like Depends on the situation, depends on the condom, depends on the person, depends on the orifice that you're using, depends on the, yeah. But the whole interaction, the more, the more that you communicate, the more that you talk about what's happening and like can uh, share what's happening for you and what you like and what feels good, you know, uh, that is going to smooth out everything in the interaction. And if you, if you see any of these um, first times where, you know, people are like so quiet and like, I can, I can. I can see in my head just like a thousand clips from TVs and movies where it's like someone just like closing their eyes and kind of like getting through it. Right. Like it's just like, Ooh, (laughs) and yeah. And, and the, the talking is so important. It's so important. It really helps. It really helps. All right. Don't forget to pee afterwards as well. There we go. Every time you have sex, just pee afterwards. Everybody. (laughs) All right. I not think just the first time. Not just the first time. I mean, it's especially important the first time as well. Um, pee. Just pee. Yeah, yeah. Showering before is probably really good as well. Yeah. Every time. All right. All right, everybody. So... <laughs> Thank you for listening to our first, first episode. So your first time in sex should be something fun and it should be great. And you can make it that if you, you know, apply some of the strategies that Spring and I were talking about. All right. So if you have any questions about this episode or any follow up at all, or if you're a man who's never touched your penis, we'd love to hear from you. So <laughs> you can call us at 413-I-RAPID. You can send us an email. We're the sexwrap at gmail.com. And you should definitely check out our social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex Rap. That's rap with a W. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too afraid... Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.